Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Real Housewives news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yo, what up, After Buzzers? It's your boy DJ Jesse Janity here in the After Buzz TV studios. Uh, your normal host, Stephanie Bauer, is actually on the red carpet at the sing-off season finale, uh, but I'm here holding it down with the homie, Cameron Marston. Good evening, good evening. Okay, good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I mean, they shoved a lot of information down our throats this week, I feel. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that happened, and they got a little too deep with everybody, That a little deeper than I wanted to get, actually. I don't know. How, what did you feel the overall episode? Um, I thought Kim was boring. But yeah. everything else is pretty deep. I thought it was pretty um, substantial. Yeah, pregnant Kim is... I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, I'm bored. I, I, I don't like it. I like my Kim, like, Botoxed up, like, drinking, partying. I, I don't like mummy Kim. Yeah. And uh, I'm not mean. Well, there was a serious issue with the whole child conversation and, I guess, the new family and being neglected or left out. But well, other than that... It wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be Real Housewives if we weren't exploiting the children once again. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, sure. Same thing. The whole soccer thing, exploitation. Candy and her mom. I mean, granted, Candy's an adult, but seriously, the, I don't know. I think the mom kind of needs to get over it a little bit. No. Okay. So let's get into it because I, I love how we've started last week episode like this, and then this week. Basically, whenever Phaedra does something bad, she makes up by bring, coming over the next day with a gift. Uh, so last week she brought Kim a, like a baby basket, and this week she brings Candy a cake that she baked. Um, right. And basically, you know, apologizes to her, says, you know, I didn't feel like, a, I, you know, I wasn't trying to affect, offend anybody, but, you know, I just feel like everyone needed to see that. Maybe it's an Atlanta thing. That everyone feels they need to see that. I, I don't understand how a straight woman could get turned on by a man sucking his own penis. But again, we'll leave that to last week's episode. Um, see, my only problem with this, and let's kind of bounce from this to the talk that Candy had with her mother. Uh, right. I do think her mother is kind of being a little dramatic about it. Don't get it twisted. I do. Th- I do agree with that. But... I do think she has the right to be upset. I think that that was very inappropriate. I don't know about you, Cameron, but if, I, if any of my friends ever did that, 
and my mother was there, I would have been the one to like pick, take my mother up and like walk away from that. I would have been that person just because I know my mother and her, her reaction to that would have. I mean, no, I, I totally, I totally, totally agree. So what I did pick up on is when they did have that conversation with Candy and just her mom. Um, I think you come to realize that the mom doesn't have an idea of candy's adult toy line yeah which makes a little bit more sense to me because i thought the mom was kind of in the know because you know a lot of times with single parents you have this um over compensatory idea that we're going to be friends i'm still your parent but we're still going to have more of a friendship because i'm going to overcompensate and you know i feel bad for what's going on in your life so on and so forth that being said Again, going back to the whole stripper thing, I don't think it was the most kosher idea to have that as a surprise. I agree. I would do the same thing. I wouldn't allow it to continue. I would have my mom leave. But, you know, reality is I probably would have stopped it. Um, as far as women watching a man uh, copulate himself, <laughs> I think they would find it humorous. But more so, they're just enthralled by the size of the matter, if you would say. But, you know, I don't know. All I can say is I would love to have Phaedra as my lawyer. That's for sure. I mean, well, we'll get into that part of her in, in a second. To me, I just felt like Phaedra, if you really were serious about the apology, the apology would have went to her mother, not to Candy. Because Candy's kind of like the middleman right now and getting all the heat where Fa- you know, because of what Phaedra did. Now, now, I know Phaedra wasn't doing it out of malice, out, out of any type of uh, purpose to offend Candy's mother. However, she knows she did. So, I don't know. In, where I'm from, I would have to find a way to apologize to her m- mother to kind of clear the air and be like, look, no. Wh-. Just to kind of make, like, because I don't know. Don't you want to make sure that your friend's mother is okay after something like that? Like, Oh, no, I agree. I agree. Definitely agree. And I think, um, I don't know about the editing and the time frame, but, you know, just the same way that Candy had a hard time, the mom wasn't returning her calls either. Candy drove over. I think it would have to come to that point where Phaedra actually has to, like, corner the mom and, you know, give a genuine apology. I, I think the mom's going to take a little while to turn on it. But, uh, I, no, I agree with you. I think she should make an attempt to speak directly to the mom if she ever gets a chance. I mean, who knows? I think Candy's mom's a little uptight most of the time anyway, but... That's just my opinion. Well, I definitely think they're going to drag this out, and I, I do think there will be an episode coming up uh, in which that will it will come up again, or Nini and Candy's mom will have kind of like we'll be able to side with each other at an event or something. I feel like it will come up again, definitely. Um, I, I agree. I think it's going to come up sooner than we think, especially with this whole what we're going to get into about this party and how Cynthia is a little taken aback with the conversation well so before we even get into that let's kind of talk about phaedra and cynthia uh apparently phaedra apollo made up with cynthia and peter and they go to this fashion show that cynthia was hosting um you are not tyra banks tyra banks can walk in a show tyra banks can host a show cynthia no this was it was really embarrassing. Yeah. And what was almost more embarrassing for the fact was that you're opening up your own agency in which you will have to speak. And it kind of takes you down a few notches as far as you wanting to be this iconic uh, woman 
that you don't even know the designers' names. Oh, you know, oh, I'm just used to wearing them. I'm not used to saying them. A real model to but, me would know that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's. I think she's kind of a classic example of a of a model who kind of rests on her pretty. You know, she's just happy to be pretty. And you know, going back to Tyra Banks, the reality is, you know, think about all the movies and roles that she had to go through in higher learning. That was horrible. Her acting was horrible, but you know, it takes practice. And that's what Phaedra and uh, I think. Candy may have said something about, you know, you might want to practice before you put yourself in public like that. So, I mean, it may come along in time, but I think she definitely was resting on pretty and hoped, she, she hoped it was going to go well. But, you know, I don't know. She's boring. She is a big fail as far as that goes. Um, and so let's talk about Cynthia because, I mean, not Cynthia, yeah. Phaedra. Because um, all I wrote is Phaedra is a beast. I want her to be my friend because whenever I am in legal trouble, she will come and she will know exactly what to freaking do. Uh, so Sheree basically has uh, meets up with her ex-husband, Bob, and they're playing soccer with the kids and she sits Bob down and they talk about how he hasn't paid child support in four years. Are you kidding me? Four years? What do you, th- what did you take from that conversation? Like, Obviously, we watch and we judge. So what did you take from this as far as her relationship, especially now that we know how much money she does have? Uh, what did you take from their conversation? Um, well, it was interesting. What I thought about is what, what pieces are missing because I really don't know. Does she have full custody? Exactly. Number one. Well, from what it or sounds she, like, it sounds like because uh, Bob said – you know, the the kids have a nice house when they come and see you. The kids have a nice house when they come and see me. Yeah. And then I was like, almost like, well, maybe did she sleep with him? And he feels like she just slept with him to have a child with a football star. But right. there's two of them. So that lays on. That's kind of what Courtney alluded to. You know, I mean, she was, you know, doing a whole step up thing or climbing the ladder, whatever it may have been. But, um, I kind of, I kind of felt bad for him. I don't feel bad that he's a father and if, his kids need money. He got to do what he got to do. But I do, I did agree with his comments about, you know, um, I'm not trying to support you and pay for your $15,000 purses or bags or car, whatever he said, something like that. Because, you know, the reality is that does happen a lot. Sometimes the mothers misappropriate the money and not every case. I'm not trying to overgeneralize, but I do, I can understand, you know, she's rolling around in a, well, what was it, a new BMW or something like that. And she can barely get her house built. You know, what's, what's more important to you? Well, right. But, but to play devil's advocate, right? she's doing that by herself. So the fact that she can support the children and the fact that she's still managing to, I mean, every person has the, she has the right to have those things if she wants them. Uh, she's, right, 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 right. And she's doing it with her money. I think what she's trying to say is, I'm doing all this like, yeah, now I want nicer things. I want this house for me and my family. So now it's time for you to step up and give me money for the kids. So that way, yes, I can continue to have the car that I want. So I can continue to have the uh, purse that I want. Yes. So in that sense of it, it, I, I do see how it can come off a little bit trifling. But at the same time, I do understand where she's coming from. Do I think she's evil? Yes. <laughs> Do I think, you know, at the end when he was like, hey, she, you know, she's just an evil soul. Uh, I, I do agree. I, I just think Sheree, you know, paints this picture and doesn't really know who she is as a person. But 
I don't know. No, she's, I think she's floundering. She's definitely floundering. And because um, I, I was on the same path or same mentality that you are until it jumps to the preview for next week where they show her the papers that she gets served where he wants $19,000 from her. So I don't you know what really transpired because I guess she got, I mean, there has to be more to the story and I don't think she's as innocent as she's trying to portray herself to be, but you know, who knows? Well, right. And so even going deeper into it, when uh, Shrey went to go meet up with Phaedra talking about child support, Phaedra was like, <laughs> uh, getting Bobby incarcerated, uh, Sheree tried to cry. Tried. Um, and then I love Phage's, Phage's reaction to everything. She said, mm-mm. She said, because when you hear clank, clank, you'll find a check. <laughs> he can be the captain of um, the jailhouse football team. I hope he likes bologna and white bread. <laughs> I, would, I would just pay just to sit in those lawyer sessions like with her. Like That would be hilarious. Um, it's amazing how she changes character. She changes character so well. I, I love her. I think she's very articulate, especially when she's in that lawyer mode. That's why. That's why I've come to like her. Otherwise, her personal life, like, yeah, whatever, you know. And she talks about how she likes the whole, the whole roughneck and a man who has a good hustle. So I mean, that explains kind of the, the Apollo thing. It would be interesting to to find out how they really met. Yeah. I, oh, I would love that story. Um, but even talking about that, it's funny because. You wanted that money, and you were the one who said to Bobby, like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to go through the courts. He was not scared at all, like, okay, go through the courts, go ahead. And she's still kind of like, I don't know if I should do this or not. So I'm, I do wonder what really went down with their uh, relationship. Very interesting. Yeah, I think that, yeah, he was a little too calm. <laughs> He didn't get really defensive or really defensive, and he didn't like cuss her out. And he was, I mean, camera or not, I mean, he was all he said was she was evil to the core. I mean, it could have been worse, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, we'll see something transpire that delves a little bit deeper into the Otherwise, Sheree's on the bottom still. That's where she's staying. No. Um, <laughs> next, we had Kim and her daughter. Which is really short. Uh, her daughter feels weird, like the baby will tear the family apart. Um, the, I I hate to like pick on kids. This daughter just aggravates me for some reason. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, and I shouldn't. I know it's so bad. Oh, please don't send me hate mail. I don't mean it, but I do. But I felt I felt her when I thought it was really interesting when Kim broke it down and was like, you know, she felt this way with her sister coming into it so she associates a new baby with separation um mm -hmm. so when kim you know kind of extended that description it kind of put me more on the side of you know i can't remember her daughter's name for the life of me um it kind of brielle. Put, what was it brielle brielle uh you know it kind of put things in perspective as far as like wow this girl really has kind of gone through a lot imagine having kim as your mom i would rather yeah, fuck. I mean, talk about it boyfriends and you got big papa with all this cash and you know and, and living the high life and doing all kinds of things while your mom is kind of that's your that's your babysitter the cash and all the the exciting stuff but when it comes down to mothering and now now she has to deal with fighting for um croy's attention <laughs> right and just fighting for family attention when it comes down to it. Yeah. You know, that was what was really sad to me. Especially Kim talking about, oh, we want to have another baby too. 
Like, girl, come sit your horse down. Like, just have the baby and see what happens. Because, girl, do you have twins in that thing? Her stomach is huge. That's a yeah, huge. She did make a comment about um, the doctor saying there's excessive fluid, but no, I'm, but I agree. My thing is, you know, you. Not that you can't take care of the two daughters you already have, but maybe you might want to shore up your mothering skills with the family that you already do have before you start a whole new one. Right. So I understand where the child is coming from, but um, you know, the one line I did like was she talks about epidural. Great if you can go naturally without any drugs. Good for you, dumbass. But I thought that was funny, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> um. What else have we had? And then, all right, obviously for the biggest part of. You know the the episode. Wait, wait, wait! Go back. We're talking about siblings. So, what did you feel about Cynthia and Mal and Mal's concern over Peter? Well, so that's where I wanted to. I, I was actually just going to oh. take us. Uh, Cynthia basically showed her mom and her sister. You know the new agency, which it looked really nice with the big chandelier in there and everything with the writing on the walls. <laughs> Very Beyonce of her. Um, well, you know, you know where that chandelier came from? IKEA. No, it came, it came. It was leftover stuff from the bar that got shut down. Stop! I'm throwing this mic out. Yeah, like when they when the when they mentioned the chandelier, she goes, "Oh, that's from Uptown." Uh, buzz you later. No, I'm just oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, whatever. He's Jamaican. They know how to make it work, and that's what they're doing. So right. good for them. That's right. good for them. Um, what did I feel about this situation? Do I? Th- I think again. Again, I'm going to say side with Courtney on this. I think her sister's bugging a little bit. However, I do think, again, that there's something that we don't know and that it's bigger than we don't know. And I think Cynthia's a good liar. Um, and her sister, obviously your brother and your sister knows you better than anyone else, especially the fact that her sister seems very dedicated. Like, I'm not doing this because I want to help you. I'm doing this because you're my sister. You know, things like that. Um, and I did take it as very natural when Cynthia brought up the fact that Peter's check had bounced. Her sister got really, really upset. Um, so I do think that I do think that there's something there that we don't know about. And I'm sorry, but I can't say that their relationship is that happy. I don't see them together forever. Honestly, I, honestly, I see Peter with someone like Nini. The way that they flirt when they're around each other, their personalities, they go well with each other. I feel like she likes him because he's a strong, stubborn man, and she likes that. And I feel like he likes yeah. her because she's freaking beautiful. Yeah. And she stands by her man. Um, I don't think it's a, a recipe for forever. I don't. And seeing this talk, you know, the mother was very careful with the words that she said. She didn't want to say too much. But I feel like the mother had a lot of other words that she wanted to talk about. Um, what do you think about Cynthia's past and her history and the, and the lack of commitment or the the fear of committing and you talk about the relationship with her daughter's father the actor who seems like a really good guy and yeah they look like they're better friends but what what did peter have that got her to commit you know i think that's what for me i i understand where mal's concern comes from i think it's a little exaggerated but i understand where the concern comes from for a sister that has had so many problems committing to a man and walking down, you know, the aisle, 
to get married and then knowing some of the well are watching how Peter does act in public and his and his slight character um, not to say that he's a bad person but watching the character that we see unfold on screen I can see where the concern is and more so I think the sister's frustrated more with her with Cynthia as opposed to you know Peter to her is inconsequential except for when it concerns her sister and the fact that she's going to end up hurting because of this man you know take the name out of it the reality is the sister Cynthia is probably the one with a lack of good judgment not only lack of judgment, but it. do you think that there's something, some sort of abuse going on there? Uh, are, like, um, the, like, the, like the movie, um, Why Did I Get Married? Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, this is kind of a stretch, but uh, Jill Scott's character was overweight, and she wanted to be with this guy, and, you know, he kind of just did what he wanted to do, and she was attracted to that. And a lot of girls who are insecure are attracted to that type of a man. Now, obviously, we know Cynthia is beautiful. However, you know, we do a lot of things with top model uh, girls, and they're always saying that a lot of models, as beautiful as they are, they're very insecure. And that's why they're mm-hmm. models, because they're always focused and obsessing with their body and weight. So I'm wondering if he almost like knows how to keep her by putting her down. You know, on camera, mm-hmm. on camera, yes, he's, you know, always like, you're my baby. Yeah, my baby stands by my side. You know, I'm not saying that Peter does this on a regular basis, but there is... And he may not even know he's doing it, but I just think with his personality trait, she's very, you know, timid, where Pete is very controlling, aggressive, and those types of characters usually are attracted to each other because one can overpower the other one, and the insecure one kind of just goes for the ride. I don't know, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's definitely, there's definitely subtle manipulation, if not overt manipulation. And the fact that he is Jamaican, Islander cultures, it's, it's very prominent that you have a very domineering uh, masculine figure. And yeah, she's beautiful and all that, but you just nailed it on the head that they still have their own insecurities, if not emphasized and intense insecurities because their life has been based upon beauty or the aesthetic side of it. What else do they have to bring to the table? He might softly and subtly hit on those little buttons, emotional buttons, and, you know, she, he, he reined her in. And I think that that's why I kind of understand Mal's concern is because she sees the weakness in her sister, and it is what it is. I mean, it, Lauren Hill, who married Rohan, right? Rohan had his wife, and it's just, I think culturally, it, it's, it's highly possible that he is very manipulative over her, and we just don't see because it's very subtle. Right. I don't know. We don't see enough of them anyway. She's what? She's second from the bottom, I guess. And again, we see again. Cynthia is so up Nini's ass. Uh, you know, they invite <laughs> Nini to bar one uh, with her and Peter, and they want to talk about this party, that preview party that Peter wants. Um, and Cynthia made the comment. I mean, Nini is a huge celebrity. I mean, she's done things on like Celebrity Apprentice. You don't say that, like the way she started the sentence, you don't say that unless you have like three or four things you're about to name. She's like, I mean, she's been on like Celebrity Apprentice, uh, Oprah, like... She's the Academy Award. Yeah, the bitch has been on Celebrity Apprentice, whoop de freaking do Congratulations, I'm proud of her. She got very far. 
But did you watch that season of Celebrity Apprentice? She was the bad guy. She was evil. She was Omarosa. And where is Omarosa today? Nowhere. Um, But again, Cynthia being the intimidating one, uh, allowing a stronger personality to kind of let her be controlled. And then you see, I don't know, like when I was watching this, I just see Nini and Peter like playing, having fun together. And those types of personalities, to me, that is more... I don't know. I just think something funny could happen one day. Um, All right, Greg. You look in that one shirt. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Where was my boss, Cynthia? No. Um, Again, now Cynthia offers money. Peter says no. Question for you. Do you think that he really didn't take any money? Or that was kind of plotted on their behalf? I think it was... (sighs) I want to say it was plotted. I would hope that he did man up and it, whatever kind of hustle he had to get, whether it's above the table or below the table or whatever you want to call it, um, I would hope that he did what he had to do, especially knowing that, his family, that her family doesn't like him. And he can say till he's blue in the face that he doesn't care what they think, but the reality is that he should. If he wants his marriage to be last, he should care what they think. Right. If you want that marriage to be real, those are the people that you need to care. Uh, so let's talk yep. about the party. I mean, bar one, like bar none, honey. That was hilarious. Um, the whole car ride with Sheree and her friend, like driving through the project, showing the graffitied houses. <laughs> Have you ever been to Atlanta before? Hell no. I mean, like there were some clubs that we went to, and we were driving through that, so it was very relatable on that uh, scale. Uh, but we get to the party. You know what? You know, I, I like the hood. I'm not scared of the hood. The hood doesn't bother me, but I just thought it was funny. I mean, even Pager's like, you know, people in the hood got a drink, too. Right. Well, no, and th- the only thing about it that I'm saying this is, let's call it what it is. Like, right. he he feels he's going to, like, build this, oh, celebrities, VIP. They ain't going to be going there every night. Like, you're having a preview party. That means only selected vet- guests can come inside. But... Let's keep it 100, as they say. Oh, I mean, he's moving furniture while guests are there. <laughs> Again, I understand time constraints. You got to do what you got to do. But, mm, and I give Phaedra credit. As she said, that was very Miami, very second. Uh, I mean, sexy. And then everyone's walking and around. Know, like said, she said it was, was going to be successful. People in the hood got a drink too. I mean, you got to know you got to know where the money is. It's, I'm sure it'll make money. You just have a risk factor of danger. That's all. Right. Uh, just got to hire more security. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's hot. There's no AC going on. That's you don't do that. That that that's what will give your your place a bad name. Um, again. Yeah. I mean, again, you can ride on the fact that, oh, you know, we aren't open yet. This is just a preview party. Okay, but that memory is still going to be in the in people's heads. Um, we had, who do we have? Charles and Marlo, um, a power couple of Atlanta. Marlo is a socialite, and Charles is an NFL, uh, is from the NFL. This is the guy that we were talking about a few weeks ago with, um, had the, uh, tabloid drama with Nini. 
Right. So interesting to see that Nini doesn't show up for the party. No, she's ignoring their phone calls, ignoring texts. Um, she's supposed to host this party with Cynthia. Do you think it had anything to do with Charles? Or do you think that she was being fabulous and was just like, I'm going to go late to the party? Or do you think she really did have a wardrobe malfunction? Well, I don't think there was a ward- or wardrobe malfunction. I do believe that something probably arose. Um, I don't. I can't see Nini backing down just because he was going to be there. Because if that was the, the point, then I don't think she would show up at all. But um, I think something else probably occurred. Maybe her and Greg were hitting it. Who knows? But whoop, boo boo. I just thought, I thought it was awkward though. I mean, this whole Marlo girl, this Marlo chick, would make awkward. <laughs> When Candy was doing the interview, like giving the interrogation, I was like, "Ooh, Marlo, you don't feel awkward in this situation?" Yes. No. Like, what are you reading to this girl? Like, <laughs> I'd be like, "Okay, girl, come down. You asked the question once. Like, stop grilling." <clears throat> He's with me now. Uh, what did you think of Peter's surprise as far as a giant portrait of Cynthia's face? <laughs> I, I honestly, I thought it was cute. I mean, I couldn't see it head on, so I don't know if it looked tacky. But I mean, I thought the, I thought the premise of it was cute whether the intention was genuine I thought the premise was cute again because I don't know what what type of character he really is we don't only see what he the show gives us but I thought the premise was cute as did I but thanks for that $40,000 exactly well and so that was what put in my head like all right, did she really give him the money or and they're just playing it to the cameras like she didn't because I kind of feel like they might have a joint bank account or of some situation. And really, how did you get that money under the table that quickly? So I don't know. When I saw that, that kind of made me a little fishy um, as far as that goes. Uh, so yeah, well, Going back to the Nini thing, do you think that that whole date thing with Charles Grant happened while she was with Peter? I mean, Greg, sorry, Greg. I mean, he sounded like he was being real about his story about it. I mean, he didn't say that they messed around, but he said that they did go out. I do. I mean, this is what I've said to you before. I feel like... I have never done you wrong. (laughs) Never, honey. But this is what I said to you, and I know Courtney disagreed with me, but I feel like Nene got power, Nene got money, and... Not to put blame on it because sometimes we're put in situations that we don't know how to react or control ourselves, and it's hard to fight temptation in those situations. We are all, you know, exactly. Um, So something new came in her life. A a football player was there. Do I think that's an opportunity could have been had? Yes, I do. I do think that that happened with Nini, Um, and now she kind of got herself in a place where she doesn't want to be open about that, but. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I do think... Because it's weird. It's The situation is just weird. You know, if it wasn't a big situation, if it really wasn't her fault, I think Nini would have been the one to walk by and say, Oh, hey, Charles. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm here, and you were talking rumors about me. Because that's how Nini is. Right. So for her to go... You know, out and about and not make eye contact at all was funny to me. 
How about we take it to commercial and we'll come back and talk about Nini and uh, pay some more of her bills. We're going to pay some bills when we get back. Pitch. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? What do you want to buzz about? All right, we're back, and we're going to head into our predictions. All right, so next week looks drama-filled again. We have Cynthia visiting Russell, which I'm wondering if she's visiting Russell for some sort of investment. Well, what do you know about Russell? As far as what? Sorry, this is way off topic. I'm sorry, continue. That's totally off topic. That'd be for the A-List Dallas show. But go ahead. Russell investment. What are you talking about, like his penis size? No, I'm talking about his sexuality. <laughs> oh, um, actually, no, I've never heard anything other than that as far as his sexuality. He does have this weird vibe to him, but I just, I, I think, I don't, I don't think he's, I think he's like an asexual. I've heard many allusions to the arrangement between him and his ex-wife. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Inner, inner, yeah. Well, you know, she she spent a lot of time here in LA, and she actually went to school at one of our local community colleges for some classes. So, but we can move past that. So, Cynthia, a possible investment, maybe. That's what I was thinking up from it. Because why else are you going to see him unless you're going to do like yeah. a show or something? I don't know. Um, Nini on a date, and I just wrote with gross. I'm sure he has money, though. Ching. I'm actually just going to move on because that was that that whole incident burned my eyes, my eyes, my mind. That was disgusting. Well, like they just said, she showed her cervix for a quarter. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Then we get, of course, uh, Sheree being served by Bobby. Where n- and I wish I had paid attention more. Like, what did it? I didn't read what the paper said. Like, what was it for? You know, I'm mean, sure. It was I couldn't. Re- I couldn't read that either. But you said nineteen hundred. Nineteen thousand. Oh, so what do you? What What could it be? What could? I'm try. I was trying to think. Like, how could? What could she? Money could she have like taken from him that he would be trying to get back? Maybe when they divorce each other or. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, just because she lived in the house doesn't mean she necessarily owned it outright. So maybe when she left the house or that whole thing, and maybe she got maybe she got some money from the house, and she didn't bother to give him some of that. I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, that's a really good call. Let's go with that one. Um, and then finally, Kim's baby. He owes her four years of back child support. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not even called. It's not even really calling it even. Who knows? But well, it's not calling it even. But I mean, like people's child support. There are some guys that don't have to pay that much. Like it's really right, like sorry. it'd be like twenty bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have Kim's babies coming. Boring. Boring. Like it's just like lifetime. Like I don't need to watch that TLC learning channel. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to. See, I want to see how Sweetie inspired and why. You know what's so funny? I actually ran up to a woman <laughs> the other day in Target, and I called her Sweetie. I thought it was Sweetie, and I was going to try and get her in on after, but she looked exactly like her, and she looked at me like I had seven heads, and she was like, That is racist. You do not <laughs> a woman. Sweetie! I was like, oh my gosh, sweetie. And she was like, looked at me like, <laughs> um. And I was like, oh my gosh. You're, I was like, you're not from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And she, we just ended it at that. She's like, no. That would have been amazing. Sweetie moved to LA to get her acting career started. That's why she left the show. That's why Bravo needs to start a show. I want, we want to know. We want to know. But that's all we got for you guys today. Um. Next week will be much more live, much more interesting. Um, but yeah, so until then, lots of things going on. Lots of people to see, talk about. We'll be back. Peace. <laughs> From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals. 